Yo, what's going on, guys? Before we get on with today's episode, I just want everyone listening to this today to make sure you're following us on Instagram at QF Podcast and on Twitter at QF Podcast underscore. And check out our YouTube channel at Quarantine Football Podcast. You know, we post our episodes on YouTube and all that good stuff. And everyone listening today, I want you all to do one quick favor for me. Tell a friend about us. You know, share the link with one of your friends today. Doesn't have to be multiple friends. Could be mul- could be multiple. Could be just one. But tell a friend to tell a friend. Get our show out there. Word of mouth. You know the vibes. Thank you, everyone. And, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, guys, what's going on? Back at you with another episode of Quarantine Football. Like always, I'm your co-host, Ryan, with you guys today on this uh, beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon in Belmar, New Jersey. Yes, you know, not in the typical uh, typical East Windsor, New Jersey household. You know, we uh, took the uh, trip down to Belmar for part of the weekend, staying in this beautiful beach house with some family friends. So that's some fun right there. And I uh, got my great, lovely good co-host Nate you know I used all the perfect describing words right there Nate how you doing today man man I'm feeling great now it's great now after I got those three compliments <laughs> all at once you know that's it's awesome but uh had my typical late start today you know woke up probably about an hour ago uh just been uh working towards getting out of bed ever since then you know probably my my greatest my greatest struggle uh always, always waking up getting out of bed getting ready for the day uh, but once that happens, you know, I'm always looking forward to the rest of the day. And I'm certainly looking forward to this interview. Hey, man, it was a struggle for me today. I mean, I had to come back. Uh, <laughs> I had to come back yesterday because I had my college class Thursday evening. So, you know, I drove up to Belmar Thursday morning, then stayed for three hours, drove back to my house. And it's like a 50 minute drive already. So I had to do that. I do that twice yesterday. And then this morning I had to wake up at 10 quickly, like get everything together, then went out, you know, stopped at Dunkin', got my coffee because I was absolutely exhausted and then drove back to Belmar. Now I'm here and we're finally settled, but then I'm probably driving back again tomorrow. So that's going to be some fun. Uh, before we get on with the show, Nate, I need to see uh, the, the annual guest appearance from my man, Carlos, the owl plant with the green screen blocking him like always. You know, looking- it's way more than annual. Daily, daily, (laughs) daily. My fault. Wrong terminology there. But, you know, love my man, Carlos. But uh, the reason why we're here today is because we have a very special guest on the show today. My man, Jordan Chun, Cowboys running back. What's going on, Jordan? How you doing today, man? What's going on, guys, man? I'm doing good. Got up pretty early this morning. Got out with the family. Get some groceries for for the cookout tomorrow. So I've been up and at it just like you guys. Hey, man, I mean, I wish I could say I was able to wake up early. You know, I, you know, earliest I could wake up personally is like nine o'clock, uh, probably, you know, anytime before then. If I wake up at like seven, I'm just absolutely dead the entire day. But, you know, <laughs> Nate, I, I know you could say the same, man. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm able to wake up early. Like if there's something I'm like really looking forward to that's happening in the morning. But, uh, yeah, on a normal day, there's no way it's happening before. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, unless, <laughs> unless you got school, that, that's a different story. But uh, enough about our uh, sleeping schedules, because today we're here to talk football with Jordan. And I'm just going to hop right into the first question that we have for you today, man. This is one that we like to, you know, ask everyone at the, right off the bat. Uh, why did you start to play football? And uh, more specifically, why running back? Oh, so um, I got two older brothers. And I was, uh, I think I was about five years old around the time, and they started playing football. So 
it kind of fell into watching my brothers play. So I started playing. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't tell you how many years ago that is, but started with that. And then running back, running back, the position, I um, I guess we were doing like suicides on the field or, you know, running after practice. And I was always the first guy in the front. So they, I guess that's where they got, oh, let's put this guy running back. So ever since then, I've been playing running back my whole life. Yeah, I mean, you know, suicides. Thankfully for for myself, I've never been a uh, I've never been an athlete, but I've heard the the stories about suicides. Uh, it sounds terrible. Uh, Nate, you know, <laughs> Nate's a, tra- a track athlete, so uh, Nate, I know I know you ran those suicides in track, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, like not not specifically suicides, but like you know, I I've been I've been accustomed to running quite a bit during my track practices, stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, I actually enjoy that kind of thing. Like I went to a couple of basketball camps like, a few years ago and whenever they would run suicides there, I would actually have a lot of fun with that. So obviously track is the right sport for me if I like doing that kind of thing. But uh, my, my sport is other, other players' punishments. Like football players, they get punished by running like track. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, how, that's really how it is. You know, here, here's so many stories about the running. But, you know, you talked about – being put at running back in uh in high school but I, I realized you know in high school you actually played both ways you know you had quite a lot of defensive stats uh in high school uh can you talk about that experience you know playing defense and offense oh yeah I guess playing both sides was kind of normal growing up just because we always were kind of low on numbers so it was just a normal thing playing both sides of the football but I would say I enjoyed I enjoyed playing outside linebacker but my main thing was running back, though. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, you know, running back's really fun position. You know, get into, uh, you know, run over those guys, juke guys out of their socks, and get those uh, those big game-changing runs. So, definitely, I mean, you know, offense is, uh, you know, just fun in general. So, I really like that there. Uh, Nate, I'm going to pass over to you for a couple of questions. Yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, being a back, like Ryan just said, you know, you're putting it, you're putting it to some moments that are really, like, game-changing. Sometimes, like, game deciding catches sometimes game deciding runs uh you know where if you score a touchdown from the goal line it uh it works out for your team if you don't it doesn't like how do you think that pressure uh how do you think that shapes you as a player i mean shaping you as a player as a player on and off the field i know like certain different sports can set you up for that just like you outside shooting basketball and you count down three two one you just set yourself up for a big moment. So at that time, you're being calm. So whenever that big moment comes, that's what you have to be. You have to be calm because you actually prepared yourself and went through the scenarios of that player or whatnot. Yeah, is there any – like once you – obviously there's a lot of prep that you could do, but like once you get on the field, is there anything in particular that you do uh, that kind of helps you get in the right mindset, whether it's before the game or just before one of those moments? Oh, like, I definitely, I definitely have to play. Like, before the game, I definitely have to play, like, slower music. Just because yeah. my mind is racing to make sure that I, I'm, I'm on top of my things, top of my assignment. So I have to play slower music or, and just breathing. Just calming your breath down, just breathing three-second holds and things like that. I wish yeah. I learned that in, in, like, training camp. We we used to go out and do like yoga and breathing is like real deal a big 
thing you need to like focus on. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, that's kind of how it was with my track career in high school too. Just like where we had to calm ourselves down before the big race. Uh, I'm sure it's like pretty similar for football players too, before you get on the field. Uh, but yeah, I had a question, like you said, you like to listen to slow music right before the game. Do you have any like particular favorite artists that you like to listen to? Um, right now, Rod Wave. I mean, Drake is definitely in the mix. Just things that pertain to my life or I can relate to. But I mean, I can throw a little bit of um, NBA young boy in there just to get back hype a little bit, just to get my movements going. <laughs> yeah, I, absolutely, man. Yeah, so it's I mean, a good list. Good yeah, list. you know, that's a good list right there. Uh, I'm more of like, you know, you're talking about the slow music. I'm kind of really into that. I got like a whole playlist based off of like stuff I could just listen to late at night. It's just like relaxing and just like, yeah. like chill. So definitely, you know, big fan of that. But uh, kind, of, kind of shifting gears, you know, toward, towards your college career at uh, Troy University. What would you say were your favorite on the field and off the field moments, you know, playing at Troy? On the field at Troy, I would say, I know most people would say that I would probably say like LSU, but no, we played App State at home. And that I think that was one of the biggest moments in school history where we were playing the, um, I think we were battling for like first place or, or something. And they came to us and we played them and beat them. But like off the field, at Troy, are we speaking football or just in general? Just, just like in general. See, off the field, I would say the brotherhood with everybody hanging out, and then again meeting my wife. Yeah, I mean, you know, that brotherhood in a, you know, at college in general is just something that you know people will pretty much never forget. You know, I can't, I can't say that personally for myself yet because I didn't get to college yet. You know, <laughs> we'll be there, be there in less than two months, hopefully. But you know, looking forward to that aspect of college. And then you know, you spoke about uh, winning that game against uh, App State. You know, that's incredible. You know, great team right there and uh, pulling off that win. You know, them coming to you, just some great stuff uh, right there. You know, those big. Those big rivalry games are something yeah. that, you know, the college college really enjoys. You know, would you say that uh, – you know, who who would you say were – it was your personal, uh, you know, rival team while you played at Troy? Definitely South Alabama. Yeah, Definitely I mean, you know, South that, that in-state in -state rivalry always gets heated. Always, you know. Yeah. For, for JMU, uh, that's where I'm going next four years. We, you know, we got that hatred for UVA and uh, Tech – we, we really don't like those guys. So, you know, they'll, they'll beat us every time pretty much, but you know, we, we don't like them. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those, those rivalry games are, you know, awesome to go to, to play to. Just the atmosphere is crazy. And, you know, talking about atmosphere, what would you say is, like, you know, craziest atmosphere that you've played in so far in, you know, could be, could be NFL, could be college, could be, like, throughout your entire football career in general? Um, the craziest atmosphere is definitely – Definitely my first game in preseason just because playing in the NFL and then this is what you, you know what I'm saying, this is what you grind to get to. So it definitely hit different. And then the fans, is all mutual. So that was definitely the biggest. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. You know, like when you get to – it's different. It's definitely a different atmosphere, you know, like in the NCAA – 
Uh, like you've got some crazy fans too. You got like people who are very loyal Penn to the State. school. Penn State. I mean, definitely, yeah, obviously, you know, you got you got some, definitely some schools that are like that. But I mean, when you get to the NFL, that's really a different moment. It feels like you've definitely accomplished something. Uh, but I kind of wanted to like move. You know, I'm a guy. I like to watch guys. I like to you know predict what's gonna happen for the next season, stuff like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm just a fan. You know, I don't really play football. But I was just wondering, what would you say is the hardest thing about playing running back that a lot of fans like me and Ryan might not expect? Um, I would definitely say the the pace of the game, the speed of the game, as in, you know, coming from college to the NFL, the speed is very different. So as a college athlete coming out, you think, okay, everybody's speeding up. So I got to speed up, but no, it's the other way around. Everybody's moving around fast and you have to slow your pace down. Yeah. So if that answers your question, you literally have to time it and slow your pace down. So your lineman can get in front of you and block and make their moves. Just because the defensive guys, they're coming off the ball fast. Yeah, definitely. I mean, do you have any uh, like do you have any specific role models in the NFL world with that? Because you know we've seen some guys attain a lot of success with like a patient running style. Someone that comes to mind is like Le'Veon Bell. Uh, like when you started to model your game coming out of college, is there anyone that you really looked up to? Um, I, I looked up to a bunch of guys, but like the guys that I really thought like bigger bag, okay, same size as me. This is what I need to be doing. This is what I kind of need to mimic. But like you said, Le'Veon Bell. Ezekiel Elliott, and I think it was um, Carlos Hyde or Keon Bonner. I used to watch those guys, too, just because they were bigger back. I mean, Keon Bonner is not huge as in Carlos Hyde, but everybody, same running style. Yeah, Carl, Carlos Hyde is definitely a tank, you know. Like, that's that's definitely someone who has a uh, – like, especially in the modern NFL where there's a lot more of, like, spread offense. Uh, there's a lot more like running backs getting involved in the passing game. Like Carlos Hyde definitely has a unique, unique style of playing the game. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Carlos Hyde so underrated. You know, I, in my opinion, I feel like he's really uh, an afterthought now. But really, he's he's underrated. He's always been a solid running back. But uh, you know, you were talking about we were talking about NFL. And obviously, you know, you play for the Dallas Cowboys. Have to say, you know, not a huge Cowboys guy myself. I'm a diehard Giants fan. Obviously, that, that rivalry right there, you know, we're not, we're not huge on the Cowboys. But, you know, you, get, you go to the Cowboys, you walk onto the field, you know, first day of training, and you see Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott on the field with you. You know, what were your initial reactions, you know, just getting to go on the practice field with two NF, current NFL greats like Dak and uh, Zeke? You know – what people don't get, like, okay, I had to realize, like, yeah, I, I've watched these guys growing up, and I've played against these guys. I played against Dak Prescott, but seeing seeing them face to face and like actually talking to them, I'm like, oh man, this dude is—he's human, just like me. Just because I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I because just because we like we hype them up, we hype guys up in the NFL, even though we. We're watching them every day, but I'm like, okay, this guy's human. So after that, after meeting and talking to him, it was just mutual. Yeah, I mean, that's really how it is. And I feel like a lot of fans, you know, we don't really think about that. We kind of think, you know, oh, the, you know, these great, 
these athletes are like completely different than us or different like different specimen of human or something like that but really yeah. at, the, at the end of the day they're just normal people like us just extremely talented you know all athletes in the professional world you know you guys are all just regular you guys are just like us just you know you have a gift and you're extremely talented and you did something good great with it so that's really it's really how it is and you know going back to you know being able to practice with uh Dak and Zeke you know obviously having uh having Zeke in the running back room uh with with yourself you know how how is you know getting to I guess I wouldn't say learn from uh Zeke's game but just getting to you know work with Zeke and you know kind of uh you know work on your uh techniques with one of the best running backs in the game right now I definitely say it's a it's a plus and like a lot of people don't realize how smart Zeke is though with the football deal you know, you don't just get out there and run. There's a science behind it and what he does and how he gets everything and he explains it. Like, it's, it's, it's just totally different how how you can look at it. He can get on the board and draw for us and, I mean, make it make sense to what we are taught and just kind of, you know, not dumb it down, but just make it simple. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, yeah, go ahead, Nate. Sorry. I, I think that's a really good leadership quality to have, too. You know, that's definitely something that can make someone a good role model. Uh, I kind of – I wanted to shift a little bit. This is kind of a random question, uh, but we we see people in college, uh, like, pretty often uh, having really, like, unique numbers. Like, a lot of people like to wear the single digits, stuff like that. Uh, and then once they get to the NFL, obviously, they're, uh, they're kind of, like, boxed more into the traditional number set for whatever their position is. But, like – you you had 38, I believe, both in college and in the NFL. Uh, I was just wondering, is there any, like, significance to that number? Like, how did you get to that? What made you pick that? So, growing up, I used to watch, you know, Auburn and Alabama football, right? Yeah. And I, I think we had a guy named Kenneth Darby from Huntsville, Alabama, which is, like, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. He was there, so I was always paying attention to their backfield. And some guy had 38, which is around that time, like Glenn Coffee. Mm-hmm. Glenn Coffee. So therefore, that's where I got the number from was Glenn Coffee because I used to like the way he ran the ball. I just kind of felt like, okay, he kind of resembles myself. But then again, I got into the, the NFL and got 46. That's a number that they gave me. But I mean, I took it and ran with it. And then now. Yeah. I got back. I got my number back to thirty. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Glenn Coffee was definitely a dog in that last season with uh with Alabama. I believe what did he have? He had two hundred thirty three carries, one thousand three hundred eighty three yards, ten touchdowns. I mean, that's definitely a guy that you want to uh like that. I could see you looking up to you know when you're watching football when you're younger, and uh, it definitely makes sense that that's how you chose your number. Uh, I've got another like kind of like personal question that doesn't have too much to do with the actual like on the field skill, but uh. You know, like, how do you think that being an athlete makes you a better person off the field? Because I know that a lot of people, you know, they get into these team sports, they learn a lot of leadership qualities, stuff like that. So how do you think that that really applies to you? Like, I guess definitely discipline would be the first. If you don't have discipline in life, like, (laughs) or discipline or structure, period, like, you're just waking up, going about your day, you don't have anything going for you. You just play it by ear, and then as an athlete, you got to work with others. 
So you know how to communicate with someone, get through to someone. It's because everybody's not, everybody's not all the same. They take information differently. You just got to learn how to adjust to get, I mean, as a leader, you got to adjust to how this person can take a yelling or this person just, you just got to sit down and talk softly or just get to them without crossing them. And that's, I feel like that's an every, everyday life thing. Like talking to some random person, you just can't sit there and yell at them or, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, when I, when we, when I think about, you know, an athlete and being like a great role, role model, I think of a guy like LeBron James, you know, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And I don't think I've ever seen like one news like headline or article about LeBron, like doing something bad or like getting in trouble for, for something like that's just like that right there is like the perfect picture for, you know, discipline. Yeah. Yeah, Discipline. Discipline. Like what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, it shows that like, you know, as an athlete, you know, just because you're, you know, a famous, you know, talented athlete, that doesn't mean you can just go out and do whatever you want. And that's discipline right there. And I think LeBron is perfect example right there. And I a hundred percent agree with everything you, you said, Jordan. I mean, you know, being an athlete, you just got to be disciplined. You're not, you can't think of yourself above other people, basically, you know? Right. Yeah, that's, that's just, exactly it's right. just how it is. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, before we uh, kind of wrap up the show for today, I have two, two last questions I want to ask. The first one is, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts on the upcoming uh, NFL season and whether or not, you know, we'll actually have a season? I mean, we've seen in the last couple of days that the NFL actually canceled the Hall of Fame game and they shortened the preseason from uh, four games to two games, you know, so that already shows, you know, the virus is affecting the season, but uh, you know, what are your, per- what's your personal opinion on uh, whether or not we'll have a season uh, this upcoming fall? Yeah, that's, that's kind of up in the air. Like, I feel like if we start back with everything going on, it's going to spread throughout the team, regardless of if we're, yeah, you I know, mean, definitely, being, yeah. Being cautious of it just because everybody goes home, everybody does this. We don't know who's hanging out with who. You can get it from a family member. They come on a team. But I'm not sure if we – I mean, they're talking right now about how to be cautious and how we're going to do things. But I, the canceling the two preseason games – we just have to go from there. And I feel like we're going to see how the NBA does and MLB does. Yeah, Let's I mean, it, yeah, we got to see what the NBA, how how that all goes, honestly. You know, that's the end of this month. I think that'll really right. show. Yeah, definitely. We're just going to see. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, think that, 100%. Yeah, what are, Jordan, what have you personally, like, what have you been doing to, like, prepare for, uh, like, like, just, like, if there's a season, if it plays out in its entirety, uh, you know, what have you been doing over this, like, quarantine period to kind of, like, get yourself ready for that? Uh, most of the time I've been I've been at this gym, but they're limited to, like, the 10 people at a time just to, so we can keep our distance and everything. So I've been doing that, and then I got a home gym at, at the house now, so I've been mostly at the crib working out. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know – Getting staying in shape during quarantine, hundred percent. You know that's the move right there. So definitely like that. And you know, with that question, we're gonna wrap up our show for today. Jordan, I want to thank you so much for being able to come on the show, man, and talk with us today. It was a pleasure having you. You got anything else you want to say before we sign off? 
Thank you guys for having me. I enjoyed it. I'll continue to do what you guys do. Hey, and thank you, man. It. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you, man. I mean, being able to uh, take take time out of your day, being able to talk with us on this uh, beautiful afternoon. You know, it's awesome being able to have a uh, an NFL, you know, an NFL player on the show like yourself. You know, even though you're on the Cowboys and, uh, you know, boo Cowboys, <laughs> uh, you know, still still <laughs> awesome having you on the show, man. Appreciate it a ton. Uh, Nate, you got anything else you want to say? Yeah, man, just thank you so much, Jordan, for coming on the show. We, we really appreciate it. You know, I have no hate for the Cowboys. I, I wish you the best of success for this next season. Uh, and, yeah, you know, just uh, keep on keeping on. Keep keep going with the gym. And that goes for – I mean, for everyone at home, definitely keep on doing whatever homework as you can, stay in shape, stuff like that. Uh, and, yeah, just keep, keep thriving. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 100% everyone, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, keep doing what, you, uh, what you've what you been doing, you know, to get through this. And I mean, I hope everyone, you know, has a great summer, you know, staying healthy, staying safe, all that good stuff. But with that, that uh, wraps up our show for today. I want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in. Make sure you guys give a listen to our recent episodes and share our episodes with your friends, you know, word of mouth, all that good stuff that we get out there. I know Nate, Nate knows what I'm talking about. But with that, We'll see you guys next time. Thank you, everyone. And, uh, you know, have a great day, everyone.